One. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, you guys don't know what time it is. If Cardi be in the office that can have a meal, we might be in the worst to get us a McDonald's deal as well. Hey, it's your man, Fung Dela Jones. Welcome back to, to the Basement Friday podcast sponsored by Anchor FM. The easiest way, ladies and gents, and I mean the easiest way to start a podcast, okay? Monetization to distribution to being on the show with Aaron. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> you get to be on the show with a guy like Aaron. I'm going to let Aaron talk to him. I'm a sidekick of this show. That's why they call me Funky K. Pennisworth. <laughs> Mr. Pennisworth in the building. Hey, man. It's your boy Aaron Fuentesetti back again with another episode of Basement Friday Podcast. All right. Shout out to YouTube, okay? I'm not going to keep this feud going on. I'm going to let it rest. But one thing I can't let rest is we got some news from Anchor because they just broke the news. Uh, earlier today, Anchor is now known as Spotify po- for Podcasters. So it's a new name, improved experience. You guys, nothing is changing. It's just a name, and they're bringing out 2023 just like full force. So I think that's such an amazing thing. You know, we've been Anchor since we first started, 2019. We've been with Anchor. So congrats to Spotify and the team. Job well done. Keep making big things happen. We still everywhere though. <laughs> we still everywhere. You know, that ain't changed. We ain't we ain't gone nowhere. Said, we ain't going nowhere. I don't think we exclusively signed to Spotify or something. You know what I mean? Because I ain't seen no paperwork yet. If they want to, we can sit down and talk about it. But I'm just saying, I ain't seen no paperwork yet. So shoot. Sure. Absolutely, man. Well, we got the five-minute rant. What you got for us? I mean, man, listen, man. Today has been a good week. Blessing week. Hey, listen, man. Weather, I'm going to talk to y'all right quick. Y'all need to stop going from hot to goddamn cold to back to warm to goddamn cold. I didn't see people out here with, I didn't see people go one minute with a, with a, a bubble coat to the next minute. Now they got short sleeves and shirt and, and shirts. So I'm like, first of all, fam, y'all confusing the hell out of people. I mean, this is how people get sick. I don't give a damn what you say. I'm always going to have a hoodie on because it is not springtime. It is still technically winter. All right? You give us till about, the weather don't fully break until about May anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like March will still be cold. April will still be cold. I say about late May is when the weather starts to break. But for now, put your goddamn coats on. Goddamn sick people, maybe they don't make no goddamn sense around here, man. Jeez. Dude, y'all here, you know, we ain't built for that. But as soon as it gets warm, sun's out, guns out, you know, we getting ready, man. Sundress season! Sundress season, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. How can you forget? Better than the Super Bowl. You want to talk about March Madness. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? <laughs> you understand? Hey, oh, man. Definitely got to put us a bracket together. <laughs> Quick question, though, before we get started today's episode. The world want to know. The people want to know. Did you ever buy your girl those I did not buy my girl Beyonce's <laughs> tickets. I said that that's not happening. You know, when we first made that video, been uh, hounding. When we going to get them tickets? We, like Eddie Murphy in life, we... She was like, Uncle Phil, we 
I, I don't know. I don't know we. The only we I know is French, and we speak in English right now. And Beyonce, great artist, but she is not coming to a concert. I, I, under my dharma, at least, you know. If she saved up money, you know, hustle for hers. You know, she's a working woman and a boss babe, but <laughs> ain't coming from me. My man said, listen, they not going to see Beyonce on his dime. But they sure gonna see him on here to watch it though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. Hey, look, shout out to her, man. Amazing artist. But the money's coming from her bank account. Hope she has fun. So mm. okay. Well, I'm hey, listen, 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 baby girl. I'm still trying to work on getting you the tickets from my man's here. I'm still trying, still trying to get you to go on the show. You know what I mean? I know how much you're a big Beyonce fan. I'm trying to get you to go. You know what I mean? Hey. He, you know, he a little stubborn, you know. about to start a raffle. You know, he's a little stubborn, you know. He, he, he see he wear a do-rag every day. So, you know what I'm saying? So, hey, we, I'm trying, though. I'm trying. You know, once the concert hit, he still say no tonight. I guess I'll tell you. Then I, I tried. I tried. Hey, look, hey, look. FedEx Field going to be one less lonelier, man. I don't know who's going to do that, but I ain't got nothing to do it. I'm going to tell or, you like this. Or what you, what you could do. And you can use your connects at FedEx Field and try to get her like backstage somewhere. Cause y'all don't know my man. Aaron got plugs. You know what I mean? He he sit on innocent. In house, with, you know? He sit on here innocent with his zip up sweater. But <laughs> trust me, man got plugs though. I'm trying to tell y'all, man. He got plugs, baby. He got plugs. No, I'm just I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I, mean, I don't want to buy plugs. I email to him also. Anything you can give me in the show. I don't want to buy plugs. Emails, man. So. I'm just playing, y'all. I'm just playing. But he will yeah, get that, you know, based on Friday at gmail.com. He know. will he will get his girl at the Beyonce concert. I stand by it, I guarantee it. Ain't gonna be for my dime though. She better have fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get that text. We we going to the Beyonce concert. No, there's no we. You are going. You got your friends. Be well. I stand behind, I guarantee it. They don't know me like they know the, the former the gentleman the former the gentleman. <laughs> oh no, nah, man! Uh, but I ain't got nothing. We gonna get to today's episode. Speaking of spending dimes, what you got? I need to start. I need to start before we before we touch on it. Before we touch on it, John Moran, go. <laughs> he thugging. Heavy thugging. Heavy thugging. Okay, heavy thugging. John Morant in the club with the pistol on him. <laughs> Lord have mercy. How from the from from the mind of Erm, how are we looking at the John Morant perspective? What is it? Fifty games? We ain't I ain't even tripping about the suspensions. We just want to talk about because at the end of the day, he you you got what you deserve, y'all. I'm be real with you at the end of the day. But let's just talk about how you got this kid come from South Carolina, went to private school, two parent household. <laughs> now he just get to Memphis, and all of a sudden he become he become he become your guy. He become money bag. Yo, he 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 out here in the streets all of a sudden. You think money changed people? Like, do you think? Do you think this this new generation they get too caught up in the image? <laughs> His name ain't Josh. His real name is Clarence. 
Oh man, but I, I I just think you know it's it's funny because people get in these situations and they try to live out the image that they seen on TV. I know people in real life who you know try to live out the image on TV. You know, you know people try to live like new new, right? Or Matiel. Mm. You know, people trying to live out image they ain't never experienced, and nobody could tell them none because they looked apart, but. That wasn't a smart move, man. You in the NBA, everybody's looking at you. You know, all eyes on you to make history. You choose to be in the club with a gun on your hip, flashing all in the grand, man. What's going on? I mean, real job. If I was making two hundred million like Jaws making, you wouldn't even hear a word from me. <laughs> Guns? What guns? <laughs> strippers? What strippers? <laughs> well, I would be in the house playing with my kid, babysitting my kid. We would be in that jump. We would be in that jump watching kid cartoons for eighteen hours straight if we got to. They were like, "What you do? All I do is go hoop. Uh, I will legit become Russell Wilson. All I do is all I do, do my job and go home. <laughs> That's it. That's all I would do if I'm making that kind of money." But my man Shannon Sharp said it best. Because I know he had, you know, the Grizzlies had a beef with Shannon Sharp, though. But Shannon Sharp was like, look, man, you're not hood, bro. He said, look, the fact that you want to walk around and be about that life, I said, somebody's going to walk up to you and test you. And that's what I keep trying to tell people that, that carry guns. I like, yo, when you when you on the internet flexing like you about that, you're going to come across some people that's really about that. And then people will be really trying to see, like, how gangster you are. And John, I'm not gonna be real with you. I'm gonna be real with you, bro. I'm I will I'm be real with you all the way. Your dad is at every damn Grizzlies game. So your father's in your life. I'm surprised your father ain't telling you, hey John, you need to chill, bro. You messing up the money. You know what I'm saying? Cause that money, I'm sure that money is taking care of him too. Hey, John, you messing up the money, bro. <laughs> you messing up the money. I'm be real with y'all, and I'm gonna say it on this show. If Aaron had that kind of money. And I was in John Moran's dad position because Aaron was a star. I would call Aaron with the quick Aaron, you're fucking up the money. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> what are you doing? You're messing up the money. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is how you know you don't have good people in your circle. His dad should be the first one to say, like, look, you, you out. I, like I said, if, if I was in Aaron's circle, I'd be like, Aaron, you're fucking up the money, bro. <laughs> you're fucking up the money. Stop it. <laughs> You stop it now. <laughs> so I don't know, man. Like I said, man, like whatever punishment he got, I'm like, job, you deserve it. I'm not saying all all players care everybody in this world carry a gun. I we gonna say that right. Everybody carry a gun. But when you flex on social media, it's almost like versus Paul Pierce when he had all the ladies in his crib. <laughs> Boy, they find his ass the next day. How <laughs> <laughs> can we forget, man? They find his ass the next day. <laughs> I was like, but it's just again, you gotta know when you in a, a certain position, you gotta you gotta move a certain way. And this shit, that wasn't smart at all. And you can tell before we wrap this up, you can tell somebody kind of was like, you can kind of tell he had somebody in his ear because he the way he did, he was just like, like he's just like, look, got a gun. <laughs> so it's kind of like somebody was like, hey man, flash it, your brother, flash. He's just like, yeah, yeah. So you can tell he was kind of just doing it for the camera. He he not really about that life. Yeah, you could you could tell when people are young. Yeah, he he ain't about that life. 
ain't about that life, man. Well, we know uh, people who are about that life. You know, we're going to talk about this girl uh, not too long ago. You know, people, it's tax season, spending money all crazy. You know, they might buy guns and start flashing in a club, but not this girl right here. <laughs> not her. What she did instead was she bought a 1998 Ford Escort and a lot of people's first car. You know, they're real excited about it, real hype about it. But the kick with this is she bought this car for $289 a month and she'll be paying that all for the next 84 months. It's a 1998 Ford, right? You, you want to talk about a deal. I, I just don't understand. You know, you had this Ford Escort and people were on both sides of the fence. Everybody thought people were making fun of her because it's her first car. People were like, man, your first car, man, it don't matter what it is. Until they figure out what happened, they was like, oh, no, nah, she dumb. Oh, no, nah, that, that's stupid. I want to get your opinion. First of all, congratulations on getting your first car. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't know people still made 1998 cars. I didn't know like where you go to find one is beyond me. You know what I mean? Like repairs are gonna be super crazy because they don't even make parts for cars like that no more. Now, how you manage to get a car note for a 98? I, I just beyond me. Cause I'm being real with you. The fact that you got paid $289. A month. You got the fact you got a Cardinal for a 1998 Ford. I'm be real with you. You should have got that car for like five hundred dollars. <laughs> you should got that car for like no more than like what fifteen hundred at the most. I wouldn't even say fifteen hundred. Like I, I would say a fifteen hundred. I would say it would be more for like a two thousand and probably seven and up, maybe two thousand six and up. But if you told me on a ninety, bro, you should be paying. You should be paying like four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars max, maybe seven. That should be what you should be paying for that type of car. It is no way in hell you got stuck with a car note for a ninety-eight Ford. You are tripping. So the fact that you and I'm like I said, I'm happy you got your first car. It sucks that you got a car note. Everybody hates a car note, but I'm gonna be always straight with you. You are dumb as hell for having a car note on a 98 Ford. Like that, like before I could earn the a 98 Ford is like the family car that people pass along when it's like they practice driving. Hey, to get to get in the get in the car with you. You learn how to drive on that old ass car. That's what that car is for. That's the backup, that's the backup, 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 backup emergency vehicle. I'm talking about when you are legit like down to your last scraps. You were like, hey, just, just, hey, just give me the keys to the pool. Yeah, but uh, oh god damn! <laughs> All right, hear me out, cause I did the math. I brought out the calculator. I'm, I'm gonna make sure the math is massive this time. So, two eighty nine for eighty four months. How much do you think that would be? Right, just a ballpark. Damn, two. Uh. What is that like? Damn shoot! What's it like three? Isn't it like three thousand? I know my math is off. Like three thousand, maybe four? No, no, no. Mm -hmm. Hold on, hold on, y'all, hold on. Am I curious? What? Yeah. 
It got shit. Damn, it gotta be. It gotta be like nine, maybe ten thousand something. Like about fifteen thousand. I'm gonna say fifteen. Final fifteen thousand. I'm gonna say this. All right. So you're halfway there. So the amount she's paying at the end of all this is twenty four thousand two hundred and seventy six dollars. That's, That's the price for a twenty twenty three sedan. That's way too much. <laughs> That's way too much. So, in essence, she's essentially, if we look at it in theory, she's buying a new car. <laughs> she's buying a 1998 Ford Escort at new car prices after everything is said and done. God bless your soul, because you got a 98. I was like, I can only imagine how many problems that car probably already had. Because I know that car is not new. I know it's not new. What's that? Twenty-five years old, I think. Bro, that car's old as dirt. I was <laughs> like, man, it's, it's, that car's not new. I was like, bro, I said the moment you, that car start going to like, they gonna be look when you need something to replace, it's gonna cost you money because they'm like, fam, we gotta go get this part exported. We gotta go find it. You gotta go through a great a junkyard. We gotta go because they don't make parts for these cars anymore. Yeah, you understand, like. Like you gotta remember, like cars back then, they were they were built a little bit heavier back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why new cars back in the day they can withstand accidents. You know what I mean? They get in the accident, they keep it rolling. You know what I mean? Be a little bump. These cars nowadays they light. You you bump that car one time, the whole the whole bump will fall off. <laughs> I'm dead serious. That's how these cars are made now. Like these cars are made like they not made. They might not, they not made tough like they was probably in the 70s and the 80s and stuff like that. But yeah, she gonna be short, man. That ain't crazy, man. God damn. Mm. Mm. Yeah, man, but, you know, this is why you have people who know money who will help you out because you get in situations like this. Looking at all this, have you ever made a bad deal? Uh, Probably my, I would probably say my first car was probably my, a bad deal. I ain't gonna lie to you, cause it already had it was it was used. It already had like thirty five thousand miles when I bought it. Um, and my thing, my car note, my car note all together was like four sixty something. So yeah, and then that so that car was giving me a lot. Like every time I turned around, something like that car was always giving me a lot of problems. Yeah, always. So I was like, I think, and then on top of that too, like they didn't even, I didn't even get a selection of like used cars. Like they literally just picked that car. I was like, based on your credit, here you go. I'm like, I'm sure my credit could have gotten something else. I'm joking, <laughs> I'm joking, but they just was like, yeah, that's yours right there. I was like, all right, but you know that car got totaled in the snow, so. Thank God I were, thank God I was halfway finished paying that journal. So when it's all said and done, I ain't got I ain't had nothing left to pay on that jump show. Sure. I mean, I talk about like with cars. That's that's very tricky. You know, you, you get yourself a car. I know people who I had a cousin buy a brand new car, had to pay two thousand on top of the sticker price because uh it had something going on with the engine. So for me, I'm like, this is a brand new car. You know, usually brand new cars are what 
two, three, two to four years within warranty, mm-hmm. then you don't have to do anything. Just take it in, get it fixed, come right back to you. But that that's the thing that's tricky, man. I'll tell you, man, buying cars. I'll tell you, for me, I didn't make a bad deal when it comes to cars, but I made a bad deal when it came to like jobs, right? You know, I made a lot of bad, I made a lot of bad things when it came to jobs. I made a lot of them, but you know, I remember like, you know, knowing what I know now, of course, you'd say, nah, that you wouldn't do that. But you know, you young, getting one of your first jobs, you're like, all right, I'll just take anything. Don't know nothing about nothing. I remember I took the job and it was no benefits. And they were paying me, I think, 12 an hour. Mm-hmm. But I was working like 40 hours a week. Again, I knew nothing about nothing. So I'm like, you know, I'm excited. Oh, this is a job making money. I started talking to people on the job. And they like, yeah, man, do you do? And eventually you get comfortable enough people. They start talking money. So they're like, how much they paying you? And everybody's like 15, 15, 50, 16. And I'm like, wait a minute, 15, 15, 15, 16. Whole lot of y'all making between 15 and 16. I make 12. They looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, dang, I just got shafted. So again, you know, that was a lot of money I could have been getting that I was missing out on because I ain't know no better, you know? So I would say like, I, I tell people, you know, try to read up. Try to do as much research. Make sure you read your contract as well. Try to research whether it's buying a car, getting a job. Look at like the average price so you don't get finesse. I tell people like this. I think when you speak of jobs and bad deals, I would tell everybody from my experience, because you got to remember, going into security, everything in security is contract-based. Yeah. So... That means it's not it's not up to you to get more money. And I learned this. If the person that if the person that they're doing a contract with don't up the pay for you, don't up the contract, you're basically working on whatever it is that you got. You know what I'm saying? So when I first got to the dispensary, you know what I mean? I was like 17 an hour. First of all, I was about to not take the job because of, of the fact that they was like the job is so easy. Being in security as long as I have, when anybody say a job is that easy, but I'm like, they can't never keep security. I said something clearly wrong up here. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like they was like, oh, job's easy. So why why security guards keep getting fired from this job? You know, but I was making 17 an hour. And I was like, I literally asked the dude, I was like, yo, so like like after a year or something, do we get a raise? They was like, the only way you get a raise is if they up the contract. So I'm supposed to live on 17 and hour. So that's why you see a lot of people. That's why I say, like, I had a conversation with a guy. He was he it was another security uh, post that I was working at, but we had a conversation. One thing about it is, like, you know, you try to come in, try to have a conversation. But the one thing he said was, like, he's an insecurity. You're always going to move around to different places. And I said, that's true. Like, when he said that at the time, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Because in loss prevention, 
you work for the store. So they'll, they'll raise your pay based on your performance and all that. But when you work for these security companies, you just you just did. Now, if you get promoted, whatever that position pays, that's what you get. Until like you until you keep moving up, that's just whatever your whatever that position is. So if the shift lead makes 20, that's what you make is 20. Cause that's in the contract. So that's why I was like, I'm not saying I wouldn't advocate for people to do security, but I'm just saying understand there's not use security as a stepping stone to uh even transition to into loss prevention or just transition to being a police officer. It's one of the two. The users of stepping stone. I wouldn't stay in security if I was there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it because it's no growth thing at all. Like you're gonna get stuck at a standstill. They make you get all these credentials and stuff like that, but that ain't gonna take you. But so far, yeah, I'm armed. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. So if you armed making twenty five, that's all you're gonna make is twenty five. Wherever that post is, you're not gonna make any more. You have to you have to get into a place that's going to pay you thirty forty dollars an hour, and that's it. That's why I was like, but like I said, security is not a, a field that I would grow in personally. Like I've done it for years, but yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't see it. So yeah, I think that was the I learned that I learned that as time went on, though, definitely though. And how how was your uh, contrast because? When I was doing freelancing, we would do it every six months and didn't just go for there. Some people would do it like a year and then another year. So what's your mind? Yeah, like how long was your contract from one to the other from when they uh it wasn't my my post my post wasn't like contract. Yeah. That was the contract that they set up with for the, to have us there. Ah, okay. I don't. I didn't do contract security, but that was just in the contract. <laughs> contract hit, man. Yeah, I was no. I didn't do them contract. That was like oh six months, and then nah. I was my my position was permanent. So, yeah. but as far as the pay, whatever they did behind the scenes, that's just all we made. So I was like, I was like, damn, bro. Like so, we. It's like we just living off of this salary. So I'm like, man, that's that's wild. I was like, I don't know. I was like, oh, okay. It's like oh, okay. And that's the thing, like you look back and you just like, man, like I don't know why you do that, but you don't know what you don't know. All right. That's what I say. This uh I mean, that's what I say. You 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 live and you learn, you get older, you you grow, you keep moving at the end of the day. Simple. Like it's that's all it's all learning. You rather learn, you rather learn young than to learn um you rather learn young than to learn um and when you get to about my age. Oh, know the self. If anybody ever tell you, depends on what the position is. If somebody ever tell you, all right, when you come in, you're going to make this, and then in six months or three months, we're going to revise this conversation, trust and believe, they're not revising the goddamn thing. Whatever, whatever they brought you in with, that's the pay. Because trust me, that was, that was a bad deal that I got too. I remember that, especially when I went to Lost, when I, when I went back to Lost Adventure. I learned at Burlington. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Burlington. <laughs> yeah. Cause when I came, when I came back, literally they was like, yo, because first of all, I'm be real, they tried to pay me $14, right? But I wanted to get away from my security position, so I took it. But they tried to pay me four. They paid me first, mind you, I had like what 
five, six years of security under my belt. So I'm not, I'm already thinking 14. I'm like, bro, this is way below my pay rate. Way, way below. But I was like, I said, but I'm trying to get away from the security company because I like, I, you know, Lowe's Avenger, you're free. You can do whatever you want for real. But he brought me in. He was like, all right, you know, we're going to start you at 14. And then three months late, three months in, we'll revise the conversation. And they ain't revise a goddamn thing. <laughs> they ain't revise a damn <laughs> I was like, I said, so y'all gotta be careful with that too. And they tell y'all that, but see, we'll be asked, so we tell them, be like, hey, remember that conversation we had? <laughs> what's up with the revise? Like, what's what's up with it? Then they'll be, oh, well, you know, we can't, and ah, oh, we can't. Then when you quit, they gonna be mad. They're gonna be like, oh no, that wasn't that wasn't promised. You said three months, three months went by. Uh <laughs> is the pay gonna go up or what? <laughs> it's gonna go up. Oh, we can't do it. Okay, cool. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and sign my two weeks notice, right? And uh, you go ahead and find you another security guard. Then I'm out of here. That's why I always tell people, you know, you gotta make sure the money's right. You know, whether it come from the job or whether it come from like buying a car or even buying a house, because a lot of people get bad deals when it comes to buying a house. Oh, facts. You know, some guy I knew, you know, it was his first house. Ironically, it was his first house. Bought it. Not even two weeks later, start having, you know, house problems, you know, shingles going bad, you know, need to uproot the electric. I was just like, yeah. And for your first house, that's pretty expensive. That's hell expensive because you got that maintenance. A lot of people think you buy your first house is you just paying the mortgage. No, you're paying for all of that. Hey, yo. Everything pipe burst, that's all coming. <laughs> yeah. Everything's coming out your pocket. Ain't no calling maintenance. Nope. Everything coming out your pocket. Like everything. Roof got a crack in it. Better call the people. <laughs> oh, you about four thousand dollars just to fix that junk too. So hey man, occasionally you get that knock on the door, you know, somebody slide their car. In. Yeah, I know it's your shingle coming off, man. Hey man. Your front door fall off. See, and you better use that duct tape and glue. Put that joke. Right, man. Learn how to fix it yourself. It ain't gonna be done correctly, but shit, better than it's better than spending money, I guess. Hey, man. Speaking of something real quick, right? Learn how to fix a toilet, right? A lot of things that people get paid for, like try to do things. I, you know, women, you can fix toilets too if you want, you know. If you're that type of girl, but I say, you know, I think guys should be able to do more handy stuff, you know, mm -hmm. because it's like a lot of things are easier than you think. Like I remember, uh, like so I had my toilet, like it was leaking, and people freaking out. They're like, "Oh, toilet leaking! Guess I need to get a new toilet." No, so you know what happened was I went to Home Depot, you know, I got the pieces, hopped on YouTube. Right, YouTube University, learn how to fix the toilet. I sat in there, I played my oldies but goodies, man. I was playing Frankie Beverly and Maze. I was in <laughs> I was in the zone, man. I got down and I looked like a real plumber. I had the white t-shirt with the blue jeans, and I was up there with the flashlight. Get yourself a word of advice, get yourself one of them hair flashlights. Don't do one of them hair flashlights so you can see what you're doing. So I got a hair flashlights. It took me about like hour and a half, two hours. But after you do the mixing, after you fix everything, run like new. And look, 
You ain't got to pay no $200 to $300, no $50 an hour. All you had to do is pay $20 a little bit of time. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, like I said, hand, like handy, handy work, yard work. For me, it just depends on what it is, though. I ain't going to lie to you. And hey, you like, fix the shingles? <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you. Like, if a pipe burst or something like that, I might got to call the people because I, you never know. Yo, I don't want to mess around and mess with a pipe burst and I'm like, oh, shit, I made it worse. Now I got to pay more for it. So certain things I don't Like fixing the toilet, I did have to fix the toilet, too. Like the toilet kept coming loose and stuff like that. So I had to, you know, he kept taking the joint up and stuff like that. So, but... Like even like yard work, like I know kids, like I know kids nowadays, like especially young dudes, they like they don't know how to, they don't know how to cut grass. Yeah, I don't know how to cut grass. I said, damn, y'all not cut grass. I had to cut grass for a living growing up. You know what I mean? Like raking leaves. That's what I was like when I see when I see people in this, when I see people in these big houses and they be paying people to do their yard. I'm like, you got kids and they got kids. I'd be like. Why would I not go pay somebody when I go get these kids to go goddamn cut the grass and, and rake the leaves? I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna go pay, I'm not gonna go pay the, the Spanish dude that come around everybody, y'all be trying to cut everybody's grass and fuck them away. I'm gonna go buy a lawnmower. I ain't even gonna lie to you, man. I get one of them John Deere's. <laughs> Depends on how big your yard is. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, man, I had a I had like a normal size yard, so. Literally, you out there don't then the joint don't work. You be mad as much. You out there priming it eighteen times. Be out there sweating. Be out there gotta put your foot on it. I remember. Y'all don't know, man. Like, yeah, this shit was a struggle. Like in the summer too, bro. Everybody knows the rules. Everybody know the rules when it comes to cutting grass in the summer. Is if you get up super early, or you do it when the sun go down. Don't do don't do not cut grass at twelve or one o'clock in the afternoon. You gonna be out there sweating like a mud dude. Out there just <sighs> Max is gonna give me because y'all ain't done. <laughs> you got that dog dying. You be like man, but I mean I feel like I feel like you know they should at least know how to do basic stuff. Yeah, now, you know how to do basics like cutting grass is basic. You know what I mean? Um, at least if something like a if a screw is loose something, you should be able to tighten the jump back up. I'm like fix a dresser or something like that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? If some if, if you see a nail, if you see a nail in the back dress and come loose, just nail, nail, bang that jump back. <laughs> Get you yourself a hammer, basics. man. Basics. The oh, basics. how about this? Before we before we move on, you should at least know how to put together a damn entertainment system. Yep. I, that is like basic. If you can't do that, I'm just like, God right, damn, bro. You, you at this point, you feel it. If you can't put the jump together, you you feel it. <laughs> you, you're feeling, and not only that, the ladies love it. Ladies love a handyman. I don't know what it is, guys. We just fixing things. Like we're not even doing anything spectacular. We just, oh, let me go mow the lawn. Let me go fix the entertainment system. Ladies go wild about that stuff, you know, because I remember I was cutting the grass. Mind you, I'm dying outside. It's hot. <laughs> I ran out of water. Yeah, they don't die. Girls up there turning their hair drawn by. I'm like, and they just, I, 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 I this ain't the time to feel sexy. I don't feel sexy. I'm, I'm partial. Hey, how y'all ladies doing? <laughs> Nigga outside there. Look, look, because you know, usually you see the lady, you give them a smile. It ain't smiling time. You I'm like, done. 
I am dying. <laughs> y'all got some more? Go to the Be back bottom <laughs> Hey, man, but that, that's how it is, though, man. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, yeah. Now, the only thing I probably can tell you I would need, I would need suit is probably mounting the TV. I don't, that's one thing I would probably have to really study for. Cause understand, if I put the TV up and it don't fall, I'm gonna be mad as much. Cause I'm like, you know, how yeah. the TVs are. So, yeah, I, I would, you know, I would probably get somebody to do that. Cause I, I ain't gonna lie to you, I do not want to mount a TV wrong. It looked good. It looked good. Then ten minutes later, the jump fall. Now, now the TV broke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, nah, that's I, 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 that's a nine hundred thousand dollar TV you got there. <laughs> I was like, ah, that's a lot to pay for. <laughs> so yeah, no, nah, I can't do that. Mm-mm. No, forget that, man. Shoot, I, I leave it to the professionals, man. Exactly. Exactly. I tell you this. Speaking of professionals, man, our boy Jay Z. You know, there's been a lot of talks. Uh, greatest rapper alive. Um, somebody that a lot of people look up to. You know, everybody's talking about lunch with Jay Z, Beyonce, and Jay Z being a power couple. Him having one of the most decorated Grammy award winner holders. You know, along with Beyonce, Jay Z, and also Kanye. Um. Somebody who holds New York, not just Marcy Projects, but New York on his back, you know. But there's been some debate online where uh, people said that he wasn't the greatest of all time in any year from when he debuted to now. And they were going through the list of how many artists came out for each year. And it really made me think. I was like, you know what? This person has a point. Uh and I could go through the list, but I, so far, I want to hear your opinion. Like, do you think Jay-Z, at any point since 96, was the greatest rapper alive for any year? Uh, probably not, no. And it, and again, like, it's not me. It's not me hating on Jay-Z, nothing like that. You know, Jay-Z is Jay-Z. But, yeah, from 96, when, he, when Reasonable Doubt came out to... You, I wouldn't put him in conversation now because Jay Z don't really do much now. So yeah. I would really say from like '96 to probably about 2009. What, like, matter of fact, well, the story of OG. I would say that from from so from '96 to when did that when did that album come out? 2014, 18, something like that. The story of OJ. Yeah, that was on 4:44. Yeah, yeah. I think that was fourteen. Came out. It came out seven. It came out seventeen. I think it came out seventeen. Seventeen. Because I remember, I remember the the lady at my job that was. Oh yeah, it came out like I think the summertime was seventeen. Yeah, something like that. Oh, so from. Oh, you know, I think I'm thinking about Manna Carter. That's 2013. I'm thinking. (laughs) So from that stretch, from '96 to about 2017. Nah, I don't think he ever was because in '96 you gotta think like that's crazy. Cause okay, we know we know Biggie came out '94 and '96. I think Tupac was. I think Tupac was. Yeah. At the, I think Tupac had '96 on a lot. 
and Biggie had 97 on lock. And then I think DMX had 98 on lock. And right. I think he had 99 on lock as well. And in 2000, of course, I think Eminem, that's when Eminem had that joint on lock. Yeah. And then throughout the, most of the 2000s was mostly Lil Wayne. And then I know 50, I think 50 was 2003. And yeah. then after 2003, it was mostly Lil Wayne most of the time. So, nah, I really don't think Jay-Z was ever the greatest rapper in any year. And then you got to remember the 2000s also had Kanye was at the top of the chart for a long time. Yeah. The college dropout and late registration and graduate all Kanye was running the rap game. I don't care how weird Kanye is now, but if you listen to Kanye in his prime, Kanye was something serious. You know what I'm saying? But I don't ever think Jay-Z was like, the, yo, Jay-Z is that guy. I don't ever think Jay-Z was at the top of the rap game in any year. Because um, I will also like debate, because I think the main years people were debating was like 99, 2000, 2001. That, no, he wasn't. I think, you know, DMX, 99. That was it. DMX had 98. DMX had 99. And I think, and I think Eminem had 2000. Yeah. So I, I don't even think Jay-Z, Jay-Z probably was like in the conversation, but I don't think. Because 01, you had like Ludacris. Like I said, 01, like, 01 was like when the South started coming up. Yeah. So like Ludacris, like, like, like the South started coming up in, in the early 2000s. That's why I was like, I'm not saying, Jay, like, Jay-Z put out the blueprint in 2001, but I don't, that didn't put him at the top of the game, though. Yeah. That didn't have him at the top. That he, he put out, he just put out blueprint. Cause you also gotta remember, like, uh, trap music by Ti came out. I think uh, uh, word of mouth came out in two thousand and one by Ludacris. Still, still, Illmatic came out by Nas. So Jay Z had a lot of competition, and then nah, Eminem didn't drop until like two thousand. He dropped, he dropped the Marshall Mathers LP. In like late 99, 2000, he ain't dropping in 01. He came out again in 02. But I don't ever think Jay-Z was like the the guy of the year. I don't ever think I'm trying, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think like I'm trying to think of who I can compare Jay-Z to. Or just like he's always just been that guy. I got it. Um to me, to me, I'm gonna compare him to Randy Orton. And wrestling, like you know, Randy Orton has always been here, but he's never been like that guy. Like you, he, like Randy Orton has always been here. Oh, he got a belt couple couple of months, blah 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 blah. But when you think of company, you never had Randy Orton at the top. Like he was always in the title picture, but he was never like the guy. Like it was never like yo Randy Orton and shit like and everything. It was never. That's how I look at Jay Z. Like Jay-Z was just always the like, yo, know, like, you know, Jay-Z dope lyrics and stuff. He putting out platinum album, dude got career, but when you always think like greatest rapper, because again, you look at 98 by itself. I think Jay-Z put out Jay-Z put out Hard Knock Life volume two in 98. Yeah. But DMX put two albums out in the same year. In the same year. Both went platinum. 
and both of them jones went platinum. The flesh of my flesh, and then he said, "What was the other joke? Is is it's dark as dark and hell is hot." Yeah, I'm like, bro. I was like, fam. I was like, how, how can you beat that? You can't, man. I I I I know. Like a lot of people talk about, oh, what are Jay Z's early projects? Even then, he wasn't the hottest rapper alive. Like we could go back to '93. Snoop had '93. Like when you got to think too. Like if you want to talk about that. Snoop came out in 93. The Wu-Tang Clan came out in 93. Yeah. And it was one thing that's so fascinating is it was like these different eras. And even through the different eras, he's been able to keep up, but he was never that guy. Exactly. Right? So you got like 94 was Nas. You know, when you drop Illmatic, the whole world was talking about that. Biggie had 95. You know, not only 97, but he had 95. And then um and Tupac had 96 when he dropped uh he dropped uh, uh Machiavelli. Yep. And in your comparison, I do you one better. I think I think looking uh now, Jay-Z is the triple H of the rap game. Okay, okay. He's the triple H of the rap game because Triple H got all these world championships, but compared to the rock and stone code, he was, he was never, never he was never he He's never, he's never that guy for real. Like, yeah, okay. Cause you look, I, I, I can understand cause you can look at it like Triple H, Triple H married Stephanie. Now you got Jay-Z and boom, he got Beyonce. So it's kind of like, yeah. I get it. I mean, I like that comparison. I just use Randy Orton cause I was like, bro, Randy Orton's been around for how long? How many championships did this dude have? And it's kind of just like, bro, like Slim just, just, He's just been there for so long, bro. And it's like, yo, Slim just, just does not get, he's just not getting a conversation as like the guy. I was like, damn, that's fucked up. Like, <laughs> no matter how long he's been there, like they they will put they will put Brock Lesnar before they put Randy on. That's the crazy part. Yeah. Like, and Brock and Brock Lesnar quit every other month and take some time off. <laughs> I'm not a wrestling fan, but I see this. I'm like, bro, will literally take six months off, come back, get a title shot. Lose, take another six months off, come back. I'm like, bro, dude, don't even wrestle full time. But Red Yorn is there day in and day out. I'm like, dog, they, you don't even get a you. I said, bro, how many rivalries have you had, bro? I was like, yo, that's crazy. But I get what you're saying with Triple H because I'm gonna be real with you. If Triple H didn't marry into the family, I don't even think Triple H would be who he is today. I'm gonna be real with you. I think Triple H would just be like a he would just be like a bad, he would just be a backup champion type of guy. Like, okay, you know, the rock is gone, Stone Cold's gone. Okay, let's give Triple H his shine now, I guess. Matter of fact, he would be, he would probably be like edging him. He like, okay, with the attitude era. Once once we get to a new era, they will look at you. Okay, well, just sit back. We'll wait for you. Okay, go, well, just wait. Okay, now Ruthless will put Triple H as the main guy now. And even then, it's crazy because. After Stone Cold and them left, who was the guy for damn near 10, 12 years? John fucking Simmons. Yeah. I think you still wasn't the guy. You wasn't the face. <laughs> I, 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 all that sitting in the background waiting for, this, waiting for the Rock and Stone Cold to retire and leave, you still wasn't the guy. And, and that's the interesting thing about it because it's like, 
as the attitude error in the attitude error, the first people you think of are the top guys. Right. When you talk to anybody, who are the top three wrestlers you think of in the attitude error? Exactly. Like you think of Kane before you think of Triple H. And I'm a Triple H fan. That's the crazy. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing. Triple H, you know, awesome guy, but he just wasn't the guy. Because even if you think, even if you think about it like this, right? I, we, I know we old. We going taking it back, but let's take let's take it to 2000, right? The only reason why Triple H even got that spot was because Stone Cold was out. So it was like, okay, we need somebody to give. We need to give somebody the rocking. We need to give the rocking opponent. And they chose you. I was like, so I was like, imagine if Stone Cold wasn't out most of the 2000, right? I was like, bro, you probably still been just the leader of DX. You that's probably all you would have been. Just yeah, you're just DX guy. Cool. I, I I and the thing to add on to that, right? I think the series of a lot of top guys leaving led to him getting all these championships because 98, Shawn Michaels was out the door. Mm-hmm. You know, Shawn Michaels was carrying most half of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels was the top guy. He was carrying and, half of the 90s. And then after Bray Hart left, then they tried to put it on Shawn, and Shawn left. Shawn got hurt, and then who stepped, who they put again? They had Stone Cold right there, and, and yeah. like, they had The Rock right there behind him. So it was like, Triple H, you was never the guy. So that's why it's kind of like the same thing with Jay-Z. It was like, Jay-Z, you've been around for a minute. You've been around for a minute, and every year you just kind of been like the the you got lyrics, you got bars, you, you know, man, all this other stuff. But you was never like the yo, this is Jay Z's year. He was never that guy. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. It's like as great as Jay Z is, he was never the guy. And, and I think what's so funny, because both of us being Nas guys, right? And this is no shot to anybody who's a Jay-Z fan. Shout out to you out there. I'm not biased at all. I yeah. Give his, his props wherever. I give him his props. But it's like, even Nas had a year, right? Like, despite not having as much Grammys, and that's something people could have in a conversation, even Nas had a year, you know? And, like, even the fact that Jay-Z wasn't that guy, he's up there in a conversation with a lot of these guys. And I think with the analogy we use for wrestling, you could use that in a rap game. If DMX ain't dropping 98, right? You know, mm-hmm. even though Tupac died and Biggie died, still wasn't able to like navigate because you kept having people come after him. That's just like, you know, tribulation wrestling. You know, you had, you know, 98 could have been this year. Oh, but you got DMX. How about 99? Oh, but DMX again. And then that's the shift of a new era. How about 2000, Eminem dropping? And then we move into the new era where it's like, you know, you got real thug hip hop and now we taking it south. So, and then you go from the south, even like moving to like when he so-called retired, right? Around like what, 03, 04? Mm-hmm. He so-called retired, even those years, right? Lil Wayne was heating up, you know? So most of the 2000s went to Lil Wayne. I think Ye had 07. And I think 06, I want to say, 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 did they give the game when the documentary came out? I think 06, 06. T 
T.I. 05 the game. Because 05 was Jeezy. Thug, Mo, Thug, Motiv- uh, Thug Motivation 101. Yeah. When that came out, that was, that was most of 05. Yeah. I give him 05. I think him, I think the game was up there. I think I think the game, I think they gave game. It wasn't 07 because Kanye graduation, graduation was just that was just that album in 07. Yeah. So I think it was, I think when the game came out in 06, I think they gave the I think they gave 06 to, to the game. I think. Yeah. But even you even like even let's take this, right? When Biggie was still alive. When they would, when it was the, it was the who was the king of New York. It was never Biggie versus Jay Z. It was it was Biggie versus Nas. Yeah. Jay Z was just the guy in the background. So just imagine, just imagine is the only reason why I became the king of New York between Nas and Jay Z because Biggie was gone. So I said, just imagine if Biggie didn't pass. It would have just it would have been still Jay-Z versus not I mean it would have been still Nas versus Biggie. I was like, Jay-Z, you would have just been that third wheel kind of guy. And then on top of that, not only you would have been third wheel, but you would have already had he would have had competition behind him because you had a guy like DMX who was literally like right here at the time. Cause again, like I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie to you. If Biggie was still around, they probably gave to Biggie because let's be real. After after Illmatic, Nas started going commercial and he started to like start to his his his, his project started to get a little get a little weak. Yeah, they started getting weak. Like I am, and it was written and not and not Those albums are weak. So I'm gonna throw another name in the New York bucket, Big L. Okay. Where, do you, where do you think he fits in? Like, if he ain't died in '99, where do you think he fits in the New York conversation? Uh, depends on how much body of work he kept putting in. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because that was a dude that was was he was gone too soon. So, like, it depends on like he was the type of guy that was like he had to put in more work. So to see like, I would gave it to him because Big L was a, a talented lyrics a lyricist, but. And because he got cut short, you kind of had to see like, okay, well, like, damn, like, if he didn't die, like, where would he be? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I always, I always use the same analogy for Beyonce and Aaliyah. I said if Aaliyah didn't die, Beyonce would probably always be second best if if Aaliyah didn't pass. Aaliyah, like, a Beyonce would legit be second best for a while if Aaliyah. Yeah. Didn't I don't know a lot of Beyonce fans will hate me for saying that, but I'm gonna be real with you. I think that's how I really think it would it would look. So the same thing if Biggie didn't pass, I think Jay I think Jay Z probably. Matter of fact, you know what? I put it like this: if Jay Z and Biggie never passed, and Nas went the route that he went, maybe it would have been a conversation of Biggie versus Jay Z. Maybe because, like I said, Nas kind of shot himself in the foot putting out them mediocre albums. So people kind of would have looked at Nas and was like, "Oh, this man fell off. He fell off big time." And I can I can understand, but then you also would have had to you would have to put DMX in the mix right right behind him because like, yo, DMX putting out like two albums in a year. Like, how many people like 
The only person I know to do that is what's the name? Uh, NBA Youngboy. Dude put out seven albums in a year. Yeah. I said, but you look at DMX put out two platinum jumps in a year. And the only person, I, other person I know, do Gucci man do that all the time. But you know, Gucci, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Gucci is Gucci at this point. But I, I give you, I tell you this: if it wasn't for DMX, I feel like Jay Z would have had ninety eight. Yes. Yes, that's a good point. That is a that's an excellent point. Because the the the, the volume one was that's that's an amazing album. But you but because DMX came out, <laughs> it's kind of like DMX kind of just like blew you out the water. Yeah. And it, and it's just like we had so many like over the years hard hitting waves, like you know, uh like DMX hard hitting wave. Eminem hard hitting wave. You had uh 50 Cent hard hitting wave. And then you had the South, which was a hard hitting wave. Then Little Wayne was a hard hitting wave. So like a lot of people look at longevity, you know, oh, he was able to survive these rap tsunamis, so he's one of the greatest. But at the end of the day, he was never the top guy. Yeah, because even then, like even cause even like it don't matter how long Jay-Z has been around, how many, how many underground tapes he didn't got, he was never the guy because again, if you look at the 80s, yes, New York rap was 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 on top of the rap game with Run DMC and them. But you gotta look at the early 90s was when West Coast music came out. Yeah. And I don't like I said, I don't know when Jay-Z first tape actually dropped, but you gotta remember. Actually, he was like doing stuff in 89. But actually, you gotta think about okay, 80, 88, 89 probably went to who? NWA. The early 90s, like 90, 90 was Ice Cube. I give Ice Cube 1990. Okay, because because uh, uh, America's Most Wanted was that was Ice Cube all the way. And matter of fact, come to think about it, I think Ice Cube had 96 as well. When he dropped the Predator, when he dropped Predator, I think not, I think Ice Cube was actually up there. Yeah, he was up there. I think Ice Cube was actually up there when he dropped Predator. So that's why I was like, damn, dude, I don't even think he was the guy. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, because that was his debut year, but you had him, and then you had like a whole lot of like underground rappers. Of course, you had Pop. Of course, you had. Um, but then you also had like you also had guys, but 98, 98, 99. Because matter of fact, I think 99, I think 99 with the most death. Black on both sides, black on both oh, sides. Oh, yeah. I think with the most death. Oh, and yeah, you gotta count like from like 97 uh and like early 2000s. You had like the conscious rap kind of like in the in the background, like you had most death. Um he did a project with Black Star. I think mm. when I, was that ninety six with him and Talib. I think that was ninety. I think it was ninety seven, ninety eight. Okay, because I know um, he did another something with High Tech. I'm not sure what year that came out, but, but like you had that kind of like interfere with like being the top guy. But the people got also remember too. New York, the New York rap scene died in the two thousand. It died. Yeah. It died heavy. Because most of the 2000s was controlled by the South. Yeah. Most of it. Because that was like Nas was still around because he put out Godson and Street Disciple. Like Jay Z was still around. He put out the blueprint. 
but the South, the South was killing it in, two, in the early 2000s. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like you said, T.I. came out, Ludacris came out, Jeezy was coming out. Like, the whole crank, the whole crunk music, like- The like, South was on fire. The South killed it in the early 2000s. Like, Lil John was that dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, and like I said, like I said, outside, outside of, of 2003 with 50, that was probably the only New York rapper that people was really talking about. Like Jay Z, Jay Z had Jay Z has classic albums, but it was always somebody putting out something that was like at the top. Yeah. But I hate, I hate to put this, I hate to put this narrative. But if you listen to it, unless you are a diehard Jay Z fan, no one has Jay Z in their top three. Unless you are a diehard Jay Z fan. Unless you are a diehard Jay-Z fan, no one has Jay-Z in their top three. Everybody listens always either Pop, Biggie, probably Nas, probably Eminem. No one has Jay-Z in their top three. Unless you are just a diehard Jay-Z fan. I like Jay-Z. I got Jay-Z in my top ten. But yeah, respect him. Like, Jay-Z's not even in my top five. <laughs> I'm a definite, and I'm just real. Yeah. He's not in my top five. Like Jesus is my top ten, but he's not in my top five. That's the crazy part. And I'll go, I'll go crazy with this, right? Controversial. I put Rakim over Jay Z. Of course, for any, New York. Any day of the week. And like a lot of people, like if you pick Jay Z, if I feel like if you pick Jay Z, he's in your top five, top three. It, it's like, oh, I like commercial rap. Right, but instead of like the art form itself, because there's a lot of rappers, right? When it comes from bar to bar, you know, rock him. Like, you got Black Thought in the conversation, but if you just strictly talk about New York throwing hats in the mix, I mean, rock him. Because my like my uncle put this 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 analogy, which makes sense. He always put a tribe called Quest over Run DMC. And I understand yeah. it because lyrically, A Tribe Called Quest is better than Run DMC. Of course. But Run DMC was more commercial. That's yeah. all it was. But A Tribe Called Quest was better than Run DMC. Lyrically, yes. Lyrically, yes. They were way they were way better than, than Run DMC. So like, and Rock, Rock Kim is in, should be in everybody's top. Now, Big Daddy Kane depends on if you're a Big Daddy Kane fan. Like, I like Big Daddy Kane, but I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Like, the whole, like, the my, my, my. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got to talk to about that. And Stephen is my jump, though. I ain't going to hold you. Like, Big I mean, Daddy Kane was just Mr. Smooth Operator, Mr. 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 Silk out there, John. I was like, hey, but nah, Jay-Z's not in my top. He's not in my top five. And it's no disrespect to him. It's just my top. I mean, my top five, my top five is simple like Eminem is not even my top five yeah and that's no this is I can't relate to Eminem that's all it is I can't relate to him the stuff that Eminem raps about he raps about what probably a white an average white kid can probably relate to I can't relate I like I like Eminem I can't relate to Eminem stuff though that's why he's not in my top five I think for me my top five like in no in no order at all. I got Rockham. I got Black Thought. I got Nas. You know, I got um Pac, of course. Um, who's my fifth? 
Uh, I already said Black Thought. I'm trying to figure out my, it's not M. But if you're talking like lyricists, like who got bars, my my top five rotates, man. But as far as like number fifth spot, you know who I give it to? I, I give it to like MF, MF Doom. Yeah. I, I give it to MF Doom. Because I think like if you really understand hip hop, you really understand lyricism. A lot of people like the names that they hear every day, but like sitting down and like listening, you know, some people like it might rotate tomorrow and Fife Dog, right? Yeah. From Track Call Quest, but it's like to be able to come up with like creative lyricism definitely in that conversation. Yeah, because I mean that's why I said after after five, it can it can go either way because yeah. My top, my top is always gonna be. It's always it's Biggie, Pop, Nas, Cube, and Scarface. That's what a lot of people sleep on. It's oh yeah. A lot of people sleep on Scarface. Scarface, yeah. Scarface is, a, is a dude. Scarface is Scarface is a different type of rapper. Like I love. Yeah, he looked different too. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I love Scarface, but like five go five can go to like Rock him. Six can probably go to like Method Man or probably Ghostface. Yeah. I, I got Coogee rap in my top ten. You know what I'm saying? Like I like that's why I said like that's why I say like Eminem and Jay Z might be at the bottom, and it's no disrespect. It's just it like my top is like yo these are cats that I like I rock with. Now if you want to talk about lyrics and lyrics, of course Eminem probably be everybody top three, but Eminem is not in my top. Not not because I don't like I don't like Eminem. I just Eminem ain't when I get in the car I'm not going to just be like man I want to listen to some Eminem today. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like my five top rotates like today, you know, like you could talk about Fife Dog or you can talk about like any other rapper, MF. Tomorrow it might be Lupe, you know? I just think it rotates. Like I have a solid four. I got a Mount Rushmore, right? I got a much Mount Rushmore rap. Those are my Mount Rushmore's rap. But five, like you said, it could be anybody. Mm hmm yeah, I mean, you know, my like I say, my like my list is my my list is my list. Y'all can judge, y'all can actually put y'all list on here too. That's all good and gravy. Like, and I I want somebody to come in. I you ain't got, I, I like y'all might come up and be like, damn, not having Jay Z in y'all top five is crazy. No, I got all Jay Z albums on my phone. That doesn't mean he's in my top five. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he ain't in my top five. That don't mean nothing. And, it, and it's like a couple artists who I believe, you know, when it comes to straight lyricism are better than Jay-Z. That's not a knock to Jay, but no. when it comes to lyricism, we got to speak the facts. Facts. You know, you might got somebody, you might got somebody who got LL in their top. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like LL too, but I, LL wouldn't be in my top. Because like, if you look at LL from the 80s, you know, he sounds like 80s rap. You know, just, oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man. With the tango. Yeah, like, he sounds like 80s rap. Like, you know, like, I like 80s rap, but I'm like, I wasn't the biggest LL fan. Like, I like uh, 4321. I like songs like that. And of course, you know, doing it, you know, hey, that's for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> that's for the ladies. You know what I mean? Around the way, girl, stuff like that. So, LL's were like when I'm on my like I'm on my smooth operator type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like him and him and Big Daddy Kane would be in the same category, if you ask me. 
Cause they that that pop that 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 little smooth that smooth rap. I'm like, you know, let me throw this on right quick. Late throw something over for the ladies right quick. But yeah, but if you talking about like Nas is always gonna be my top. Cause Nas is one of the rappers that does he don't get a lot of appreciation. I get that he had a couple of he had a couple of bad streaks, but Nas don't get a lot of appreciation. Yeah, he doesn't. Like he he really he really does because and again. A lot of people always put Jay-Z over Nas because Jay-Z's more commercial than Nas. Nas will put an album out and you you won't hear from you you don't see Nas in the public too much. You see Jay-Z everywhere. Nas you don't you don't see you don't see at all until it's time for him to put out an album. He he do an interview every once in a blue moon. I, I, just, I just feel like you know some rappers can get away with like lazy bars, like Jay-Z's one of them. Uh Kendrick's one of them, you know, but like, as yeah. far as like, yeah, being a top guy, like Jay-Z can say socks off, haha, socks off. And it's just like, that's not it. And people are like, no, you just don't get the double, triple entendre. Like there's none in there. Like one thing I love about Nas, right. And Nas isn't a lazy, isn't one who does lazy rap. It's either something bad, like his projects in the nineties. Or it's really solid. Like, you know, he just came out with his album, the song Beef. Come on, man. I put like Nas is so crafty this, when it comes this, to talking. This is where this is where this is where I say a lot of people, a lot of Jay-Z fans don't understand about Nas. Nas rapped the whole song backwards. How many people you know can rap a song backwards? Jay-Z fans are not knocking y'all. I'm just saying. Like Jay Z got some weed balls, he got some junk. Jay Z got balls for days. Yeah. But when you can rap a song backwards, that takes that takes a lot of skill to do, and it made sense. It wasn't one of them like, ah, oh, this song dumb as hell. I get what he tried to do, but it didn't work. It wasn't one of them feelings. It's like you would listen to him be like, yo, this that's skill. So. So I mean, it look at you look at it from every angle. Like, like you want commercial. If you want commercial, most people go to Jay Z. If you just want like lyrics, most people go to Nas. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with the Biggie and Tupac. If you want storytelling, if you want like pure storytelling, you go to Tupac because Tupac wasn't a lyricist, lyricist, but yeah. he can tell you a story. You just listen to it. <laughs> like Prince had a baby. That's an entire story. I'm just one man telling you a story from start to finish. How she threw the baby in the trash can and everything. You're like, damn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sex, the the welfare people. You know all that. Like Biggie was a rapper, but he can tell you a story as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's the difference between them two. So it's like it's difference in everything. Like like Kendrick and Cole is different as well. Yeah. Like. Kendrick can kind of get away with lazy bars a little bit. Yeah. Meanwhile, J. Cole is J. Cole is kind of more of the he got bars, he know how to adapt. He because you start to hear Jay-Z kind I mean J. Cole kind of adapt to the new school flow. But he's doing it better than the new school guys, which doesn't make any sense. That's how you know it should be easy. If he can do it, it should be, must be easy. So and we ain't gonna throw Drake in there because Drake, 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 Drake just do whatever you want to do. Drake hundred percent commercial. A thousand percent, thousand percent commercial, thousand percent, man. But you know, if y'all out there got top five, yeah, drop it in the comment section below, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Twitter, whether it's here on YouTube, you know, 
Uh, but I just want to let people know, you know, if you love Jay-Z, hope you're not offended. You know, Rocky New York has strong, man. But all you guys, you know, we like to hear feedback. So if you got top five, if you think Jay-Z had a solid year, let us know. We want to hear your opinion. We want to hear from you. Our top five ain't better than my top five. I don't, <laughs> I don't yeah. really, you, can add, you, you can add me if I'm down with my top five better than yours. Hey, yeah. look, man, I'll I tell y'all this, man. Like, a lot of people, like, you know, they like to have these hip-hop debates. I'm open to have a hip-hop debate, you know. Name, name one rapper that's better than Scarface. Name me one that can go ball for ball with Scarface. Man, I mean, as far as like the top five, man, Rakim is the Thanos in my pocket, man. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm not even disagreeing with you. Like, Rakim yeah. is Rakim was a different type of beast. Oh, man. <laughs> that's why I like, that's why when the 80s was like, who's better between Rakim and, and Big Daddy Kane? I was like, Big Daddy Kane got bars, but I think Rakim is better than Big Daddy Kane. You know what I love about like rappers, like who are like really good? You will start listening to him like 20 years ago, and it'll be like years after, and you still catching bars. Mm -hmm. That's why I love, like, that's why I live for it. You know, like, it's some things like you just be minding your business, doing something. You're like, oh, wait, that's what he meant? Oh, snap. You know, you know, one of the weird, the weirdest, the weirdest competitions was the, the when they did that list, I think it was in 2010 or 2008, when it was like, who was the hottest rapper between Eminem and Lil and Lil Wayne? The thing about it is, like I keep trying to tell people, I'm like, Eminem is a is 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 an amazing lyricist, and all. I'm like, yeah. but if you you have to be a certain type of person to listen to Lil to to listen to Eminem, you have to be a certain. I'm not saying skin color. I'm just saying like you have to understand. Like he's the oh you know I just came off fresh off of drugs you know like me and my like I want to kill my I, I want to kill my mom you know I'm just like bro like I don't listen to stuff like that but people don't realize too because of skin color Eminem got away with a lot of saying a lot of things because of yeah. his skin color he got away with saying a lot of things that your it's average so rapper probably wouldn't wouldn't be able to say yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'll be, I'll be, I'll be trying to tell you, everybody, Eminem the greatest rapper of all time. Yes, but you got to also remember he was, he got away with a lot of stuff. I'll put it to you like this, right? Between Eminem and Lil Wayne, I can understand Eminem's bars at face value. Like when he makes metaphors, similes, and th right. things like that, I can understand him like right when he says it. But Lil Wayne is like, Oh, it's not. Dang. Like, it's like the same thing happened with Lupe. I'm like, oh, it's not. Like, I'm catching things like, you know, later on in life. And I'm like, that's a good rapper. Like, somebody that you know, like, you listen to the new stuff, still catching their own stuff. You ain't finished the journey yet. So I think between them two, of course, Lil Wayne dominated most of the 2000s. Like, I don't know, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne made you, Lil Wayne got you hyped and told you how to hustle at the same time. Facts. Eminem was just kind of just like, I'm going through my family pain and struggling and stuff. It's like, I get it. I get it 100%. Ain't nothing wrong with it. But Lil Wayne told you how to like hustle. He told you how to hustle. Like, like hustle music is still one of my favorite songs. That's one of my favorite shit, bro. Like, money on my mind. Like, come on, bro. Like, I said, I was like, bro, like, you you can't, you, you can't, you can't tell us that, that Eminem, like, 
skill wise, Eminem is probably better than Lil Wayne. But if you talking about an average person like myself, like I can't relate to, I can't relate to Eminem. Yeah, I'm glad Gucci man said it too, because Gucci was like, "Ain't nobody bumming Eminem like that." <laughs> like him, it's just nobody around the way bumping Eminem. Yeah, it's just a relatability thing. Like, I give Eminem's credit. You know, he's definitely heavyweight in hip-hop, you know. But mm -hmm. as far as, like, being able to, like, relate, that's what a lot of people look for. You can relate to Jay-Z. You relate to, like, people. And it's not just because he's white. It's it's because you can relate to him from, like, a certain perspective. But as far as, like, bars go, Lil Wayne, man. Lil Wayne was saying some witty... Little Wayne, like, like Little Wayne, Little Wayne reminds, like, that's why, that's what, uh, that's what, that's what Big, that's what Big Sean, earlier Big Sean reminds me of Little Wayne. Yeah. Because of, of what he be saying, he be like, he's like, I'm all is, in other words, here for you. It's kind of usually like, ah. Man, Big Sean, like Big yeah. Sean had, had some songs, man. Yeah, it's kind of like it kind of reminds me of it kind of reminds me of of Lil Wayne. Cause Lil Wayne like met a female drag, had a fire conversation. You just like ah, <laughs> I'm like, ah. Like, ah. Oh man, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Man, but, shout out to Big Sean, man. Congrats on this new baby with Janae Igo. I knew they was gonna have a kid, bro. She's too much of a freak. <laughs> yeah, she too much of a freak, bro. Like, hey, hey, I would have popped one out with her too. <laughs> the way she be talking, you be like, shit, we about to get it on the studio right now. True, no groceries required, man. But before we head up out here, you got anything else you want to tell the people? All, all groceries required. <laughs> That's all. No, I'm done for the day, y'all. I'm done with it. <laughs> hey, y'all, man. Shout out. Don't forget, drop your top five in the comment section, man. Love to hear from y'all. Janae Echo, congratulations. You know, I don't want no beef with Big Sean, but congratulations. That's all I'll say. It's your boy, Aaron from the city. Yo, shoot, Mr. Pongadella Jones. And we are out here. Peace. <laughs>